If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like this is, I think I described this to someone else recently, but it's the one way where you can kind of like you can climb the dominance hierarchy by being more and more of a loser. Like the more <laughs> of a loser that you are, the more that people like you and the more people want to be friends with you. And so, like, it's the only place where you can not be ashamed of, of, you know, all, all the all the awful shit that you've done right. in your life. Again, world. This week, I speak with Jack Peterson, a very public former, former incel, that is. Jack very publicly told his story, as well as his reasons for departing from and denouncing the community. In April of last year, 2018, after the Toronto van attack, though, as you'll hear him explain, the attack didn't really have too much to do with the departure. He made appearances on several news programs for Canadian and American outlets and was also featured on an episode of NPR's Invisibilia, called The End of Empathy, about the end of a chaotic relationship he had as a teenager. And yes, I am referring to a romantic relationship, he'll explain. I was going to play you a bit of that episode to introduce the story, but Invisibilia's editing, timing, and audio quality are all so stunningly good that I decided against it. Trust me. Anyway, a recurring theme over the past couple of episodes especially last week's with Dr. Scott and Dr. Shiloh, has been the question of what happens to incels should they decide to leave the community? How will that transition go? We can only speculate from outside, but Jack can speak from experience. Hello. Hello. You hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, great. I hear you too. So, um... First, uh, maybe kind of introduce you or introduce yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Jack Peterson. Uh, I don't really know what I'd call myself, I guess. Like, like I was an incel spokesperson for a while. Um, I've been on TV a bunch talking about incels. And I guess, so. you know, what I did last year was um, I sort of 
publicly left the community, I guess, or that's, yeah, that's how it was reported. So, um, and, uh, occasionally, you know, I talk about the, you know, the progress I've made since doing that yep. and, and, you know, what I'm doing now. So that's, yeah, incel spokesperson, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, on your Wikipedia, which is not the incel wiki, but rather the regular wiki, um, you yeah. are described as an, an activist. What's your sort of origin story? Like, how did you get involved with it? How did you find it? How old were you? Um, well, I mean, you know, for me, it went back to 4chan, basically, which mm-hmm. was never called incels or anything. It was it's, R9K, uh, right? It's just... It, R9K and not, not even R9K. I mean, I was, I was on like boards like B and everything. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when I was like a kid. I was like 11 when I started going on the 4chan. Yeah. And, um, and the thing is, it's the, the entire website, whether you're on R9K or on the photography board or whatever, there's mm-hmm. an incel culture about it. Yeah. You know, basically like a self deprecating loser mm-hmm. culture. Um, it kind of permeates through the entire website. So, and I was on 4chan. I was on a bunch of different random tiny websites that I can't, I can't even name all of them that have the same culture. Yeah. Like I'm surprised that incel became the thing when all these websites have the same thing. And I, I joined the, the incels.me website in I think maybe December 2017. Yeah. So I guess that's when I officially joined. And yeah, once incels.me was created, that's like when, that's when I got really involved. What was going on in your life at the time that you were heavily involved in posting? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the thing that leads you to the incel community is, at least in my case, was uh, sort of many years of um, bullying is, is what happened to me, you know, when I was in, when I was in school. I mean, it started like in elementary school, it uh, continued into high school. And that's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a high school dropout, mostly because like girls, <laughs> you know, made fun of me for my looks uh, mm-hmm. at the time. And so I dropped out like freshman year oh, uh, wow. or something. And then after that, uh, you know, I sort of, I spent several years basically in isolation, you know, to the point where I would, um, and this was all related to my looks, mostly hmm. insecurity about my looks. And so I sort of, I, you know, I would go months at a time without stepping out, you know, my front door. Um, and also, you know, the thing that led me to start posting on incels.me was, um, I was still kind of dealing with breakup with a girlfriend. And of course that makes me not incel, right. I guess. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she, you know, this girl, um, I dated and she sort of, for me, cemented the fact that even more that I was incel, which is weird because I lost my virginity to her. Right. So it doesn't really make sense. But but basically, it was just a brutal, you know, it was an awful experience. You know, she tried to kill me in a parking lot. Oh, God. Uh, you know, but there's a whole, There's a, if people want to know the other side of the story, you can listen to the fucking Invisibilia NPR uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Which yeah. basically, they, you know, they take her side as the the victim of my toxic masculinity and everything. So, um, you know, so, so I'm not saying that she, that, you know, I'm innocent or, you know, we were both in, you were two young people going through a difficult time, obviously. And, you know, exactly. I met this girl when I was like, when I was 12 or something and we ended up meeting in real life when I was like 16 and this all happened when I was young. So, yeah. So low point in your life and and you found it. If you don't mind right. telling me what was um and for the listeners, you know, you you do have an episode of Invisibilia which is 
kind of an interesting one I found, um, mm-hmm. takes a, mm-hmm. a different approach than, than I do. And what was going on in your home life? Because this sounds like a very turbulent sort of chaotic situation for someone to be in at that age, especially. Right. Um, I mean, in my home life, I don't, I don't, I don't know my dad. I mean, he's mm-hmm. sort of, he lives in Las Vegas. I live in Chicago. I have never really known him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just my mom and and it's the thing with my mom, and you know, she's great and everything, but she's the kind of person, you know, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but she sort of doesn't have that many opinions of her own. She's not uh, particularly strict about anything. Yeah. She kind of just wanted me to be happy and do whatever I wanted. So anything I've ever said that I wanted to do, or if I didn't want to go to school, or if I wanted to go meet my girlfriend in Florida, she would just know, allow it. She just kind of let me do whatever I wanted. So. That's why, that's why I was able to drop out, and that's why all this stuff. So you didn't really have any know. structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, again, I don't blame her for that. I mean, you know, I don't have an issue with my mom or anything. She's just that's just how she is, um, right? So that's that definitely play, probably played a role in why I ended up, you know, so screwed up at, at that time. That would do it. It sounds like there are probably more. More things going on, like substances or uh, substance abuse or um, any kind of mental... Not not too much. I mean, that's kind of the cliche thing. I mean, I sort of... I, I was drinking for a little bit after, you know, my ex-girlfriend kind of tried to run me down and everything, but I, I never got too heavily into it. I mean, it was sort of just kind of me in, in this the room that I'm currently in still. Oh, really? Just, uh, <laughs> just kind of alone and... Um, and how old are you now? I'm I'm 20. Okay. Uh, people think I'm like 29 or something because I, you know, I shave my head and everything. But yeah, I mean, I'm still, you know, living here and everything. Wow. But, uh, I mean, I I make a point, and this is goes back to why me leaving and everything. The incel community is that um, trying to be more positive and everything. It's led me to go out into the world a lot more, you know, I've had, a, I've done, I've done so much shit this year. I've been yeah. so busy. So, so. I, I want to talk about some of that stuff, but, um, try to go right. a little bit chronologically. So you sure. had this really turbulent relationship and, um, right. b- violent relationship ultimately. Um, yeah. and you kind of in like a down period went to the internet, a place that you'd always found since, since you were a kid as kind of a, source of comfort and maybe letting out some steam and and connection with people. And then you found this forum and you became pretty involved with it. So you left it right after the Alec Manassian situation, right? So that was April of 2018. Right. right. You you had joined in December of 2017. So you were there less than a year. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I guess roughly six months. Um, And, you know, and again, it's the kind of thing where, I was on R9K beforehand, so it all blends together. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see it. I don't see it as you don't see like a okay, differentiation. Okay, this one moment I joined Incel, yeah, something, and then I left. Like R9K had the same exact vibe, and mm-hmm. so I, I feel like it was. I feel like by the time I left, I had sort of been involved for maybe, you know, five, six years. Yeah, of that shit. So right of that um, shit. So what was your experience yeah. like when you were on the site and you, you found that it was right. helpful and a place where you at least related to people and could be yourself mm-hmm. there? Is that yeah, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what you said. It's um, it's the one place where 
like this is I think I described this to someone else recently, but it's the one way where you can kind of like you can climb the dominance hierarchy by being more and more of a loser. Like the more <laughs> of a loser that you are, the more that people like you and the more people want to be friends with you. And so like it's the only place where you can not be ashamed of of you know all, all the all the awful shit that you've done right. in your life where you can almost brag about the time that that you know the girl came up to you and called you ugly or whatever which and that's happened to me that happened to me many times when I was you know younger and had all of my acne and everything mm. so there's no, there's no other place that's like that where you no. can you can discuss those things uh, so yeah that kind of creates an interesting dynamic to me because on one hand it is it's freeing, it's kind of liberating, and you can feel accepted right. for things that right. are normally shameful that you really can't discuss anywhere else. And then with some people, it can really get to a point where it's unhealthy. This is a, a place where the negative is certainly championed even. And in my opinion, yeah. there's sort of a, a culture there, which starts with 4chan and all of that stuff, of you know, this, this teasing, this kind of like ma masculine play where it's like always ribbing on each other and challenging each other. And a lot of people see that as toxic and negative. And mm. in, in my opinion, like some of that is actually healthy. And, and I think that in our society, um, our very safe, spacey sort of society, it's, it's so frowned upon and it's considered toxic. And so I right. feel like there's, a little bit of like a push and pull with that, where I think that that does actually toughen people up. I've even felt, you know, that I've gotten tougher since immersing in it because you have to, in a way, you sort of right. have to take these blows in stride, but then. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, I'm still friends with a lot of incels. Like I talked to incels, like, you know, it's, uh, it's the kind of thing that you, you can't really, you can't really remove that part of your brain once you've been immersed in the in that kind of community for mm. so long like uh, just the like i said the self-deprecating and just the um it, you know just the mindset that like uh, oh it's over for you bro yeah it's like, over I, I i sometimes i think there's value in feeling like that um it's just the, the thing where it became you know the part where it became a problem for me was that i didn't um i didn't want to feel like that every single day yeah it was over for me i i just didn't want to get sucked into that mm -hmm. every single day you know, rotting and doing nothing. Right. Um, it's, it can just get miserable. Yeah. You know, I've done it. So that's the main reason why I left. I mean, you know, you can talk about the violence in the community or whatever. I mean, that's the, that was not really my reason. Okay. For leaving because I don't, I don't even think that big issue. Like I, the, the main issue to me is that incels are more of a danger to themselves yes. than anybody else. Like it's not a hundred percent, you know, the danger, the danger is, you know, fucking up your own life by not putting any effort into it. Yes. You think it's over. So yeah, that's, um, so that's, yeah, that's a hundred percent why I, I was done with it. So the timing of it though, did it really have much to do with the Alec Manassian case or, um, or was that mm -hmm. just kind of incidental? It was incidental. I mean, the, the real, you know, the real thing that, and I've said this in many interviews now is, uh, is, I mean, the trigger for me was going outside and meeting all these people um, because, I, like I said, I, I spent so much time indoors mm -hmm. kind of doing nothing and talking to people online. So all of a sudden to be, all of a sudden all these 
quote unquote important people are talking to you. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's, it makes you feel like, Oh, maybe I'm not. Yeah. If these, if these people are talking to me, like I'm a normal human being and I'm not some disgusting monster or something, then, then, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be over. Like, and and that's not to say that I didn't have bad experiences with some of these journalists and stuff, but uh, just all in all, like they um, respected me and made me feel like, like a grown up or something when, I sort of felt like a man child. What was it right? that made journalists reach out and get in touch with you? Like you, you took sort of a right. public stance. Um, well, yeah, it was, uh, so me and, um, my friend Malo were doing a podcast called the incel cast mm-hmm. uh, in 2018. And so, um, we had made a few episodes of that. And then after the Alec Manassian attack, my friend Malo was like, he was sort of like, um, you know, Jack, we should, we got to do a podcast about this. We'll get tons of views. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't want to do it because I, I was fucking lazy that day or something, <laughs> but, but we ended up doing it. Um, and, uh, then the next day, um, all of a sudden just a bunch of journalists wanted to interview me because I think mostly because I was the only incel, like one of the only incels showing his face yes. on YouTube. And so I was just an easy uh, target for that because no one else, you know, wants to, go on tv and stuff but right I just felt like i had nothing to lose i didn't care yeah you know so so you did a bunch of these media appearances and you talked to a lot of journalists and you right. s- you said basically that what like what, what did you tell them um well i mean my my main purpose for doing the interviews initially was just to you know sort of disavow the violence and talk about how not all incels are going to go on a shooting spree. Not all of them are going to get in the van and run down a bunch of uh, right. pedestrians or anything. That was the main function of why I did it. I mean, was- talked about myself and my experience growing up with the bullying, mm-hmm. just like I told you. And it was just, it seemed like a good opportunity to, t- you know, talk about things that absolutely um, you know, certain people deal with. So. It's a space that Jack Peterson sought out as a struggling teenager. I think what attracts men to the incel communities is just feeling like they have no other place to go. If um, if they're rejected by women, if they're rejected by even you know men, the incel community is a place for them to congregate and actually find people to talk to for once, rather than just stay in isolation. It was a world where he could freely post this video. No matter what I do, no matter where I go, Nobody values my contributions. Nobody respects me. Peterson eventually became a moderator for one of the incel forums. He says violent talk and threats were not tolerated. If someone crossed a line into threatening what seems like real violence, uh, they'll be banned from the website. Um, I I know on numerous occasions there would be communication with the FBI to um, make sure that nothing actually uh, crosses into reality that it just stays a post on an image board or on a, on a website. This is the clip we're referring to. And as you can hear, he told ABC exactly what he's telling you, exactly what he told me. But the way it was edited together with a chyron that reads, former incel warns against dangerous misogyny, gives a very different impression. I think that that's right. something that could be useful for people listening, whether they're in the community or not, just to kind of think about that you took sort of a proactive step to engage with the world and it's changed things a lot for you. Um, and I, right. I want to talk about that, but, um, also what you said, your, your statement to media was basically, well, it's like what I've 
been saying on here every episode. I think that the main issue with the community is, like you said, it, it's more of a danger to self. But right. I feel like you, that's what you said. And I was sort of surprised to go back and read that because, you know, I don't feel like the media went with that <laughs> description that you gave them. And you were the, the first kind of incel that publicly made a statement and you characterize the group this way, but the media has not really run with that. You know? oh, not at all. No, no. I, did, I did a ABC news recently and I, I yeah, said like, I saw that I said exactly what I told you just mm -hmm. now that I don't think, you know, incels are dangerous. I don't think that it radicalizes people. And then the title of the fucking video is, uh, you know, former incel, you know, warns, warns about of dangerous misogyny. Right, exactly. I didn't say that. No, <laughs> no, you didn't. I know. <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. That that ABC News piece that was like really just the fluff piece for the BBC doc that was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what I've learned is that uh, journalists come to you with their they have they already have the article in their head mm -hmm. what it's going to be and they just use you for to further you know the idea that they have they they don't they don't listen to you and form an article of it they start with their preconceptions right and that's how they finish it so no the only people that don't do that are like smaller podcasts mm -hmm. you know, like this one yeah but then but unfortunately you know these people like abc news or buzzfeed they get the vast majority of the traffic oh so completely <laughs> yeah but that's just that's world we live in so yeah it is and it's it's a problem yeah well you know it, it is what it is i just try to whatever i do i don't i don't pre-plan anything i say i just try to be honest about the community and my experience with it and my experience growing up and then i feel like they can do whatever they want with that you know as, as long as they don't try to you know completely twist right said, you right <laughs> that's all yeah. you really can do incel will continue after a short break from our sponsors if you're enjoying this episode of Incel, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. This is one of the best ways to help spread the word so that others can discover it as well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, world. I finally did it. I set up a Patreon. It's just my name, www.patreon.com slash and there, newly incentivized and free from the evil eye of leering detractors, I'll be releasing episodes early and ad-free, along with bi-weekly bonus episodes, weekly blog posts, articles, and polls so that I can hear from you. So if you support the show, please consider subscribing at any tier. Can't wait to develop some community outside of Twitter. Patreon.com slash N-A-A-M-A-K-A-T-E-S. Check it out. So you still live in the, in the same area, and um, mm. 
what have you been doing? You know, now it's been over a year and a half, really, since you've left the community. And like you said, in the last year, you've done a ton of shit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've at first I was just busy talking to these media people, which was weird. Um, like I said, I'm interested in, in filmmaking, so I made, you know, I made a, a, a took a long time. I made a feature film, oh, which yeah. was a, an immense amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I've been. Uh, having more positive experiences with women lately and, uh, you know, like, um, sort of just, um, just trying to live life in a way that, uh, isn't so fucking boring and miserable. <laughs> yeah. Like it used to be. Like just going outside and it, just like, just hanging out with my family more and, uh, just trying to be more productive and, you know, but so I, I've just been trying to live life, um, and, uh, and seeing where it takes me. Um, I still sort of have the mindset that I don't have much to lose. So hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I guess I take more risks than most people. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I'm a lot happier than I was like a couple years ago. So yeah. I hope that a year from now it'll be same level of improvement. I think a lot of that has to do with the choices that you've made. So your story is kind of very much the way I tend to see things, which is about motivation and accountability and responsibility. Right. And the choices that you make are what changes your circumstances completely. I know that a lot of the right. people in the insult community don't agree with that necessarily. Well, I mean, here, this is my view, like a, you know, a year and a half down the road of what the black pill is, mm-hmm. is really all about. And, and what I think it is, is it's, Incels are, you know, often looking at the world in extremes, right? So yeah, they, exactly. On one end of the spectrum, on one end of the spectrum, they see like some male model, Chad, right? Or whatever, and on the opposite end, they see some five-two, mm-hmm. you know, Indian guy, janitor, <laughs> you know, with a deformed jaw, or and you know, his his eye is bulging out of his head, and he's right. bald, and you know, he's fucked up. But the thing <laughs> is, those extremes are, you know, they're extremes, right? Most yeah. people fall you know, you know, right in the middle of that. Like yep. most people are just normal looking average people. Most incels I talk to, they send me a picture of them and then it's, just, it's some normal looking yep. guy, normal height, normal penis size. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like there's no, nothing significantly wrong. <laughs> right. So, you know, so the main thing is I think it's a mindset problem and a lack of, you know, trying. Yeah. But do you think that I've, I've heard you say this before that you do think that there are societal and factors that lead people to be feeling this way more now. Um, more so than usual. I mean, it's just the internet, in my yep. opinion. Just yeah. the fact that um, now you can join a group of people that, that can't get laid mm-hmm. rather than, you know, in the 80s or something, I guess you would just, you wouldn't really, it's not something you're going to talk about no, exactly. you know, publicly for the most part. So it's, you know, and also... In real life, people keep you in check, your family or your friends, if you have any. Yeah. Like, if you say, if you say something like, you know, oh, all women are rejecting me because I'm hideously ugly, then your friends will, like, tell you, you know, you look fine, man, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But if you're, if you're online and you find a group, like, incels or whatever, then uh, everyone will just sort of agree with you and tell you that you're pretty, probably screwed up and you're mm-hmm. too short and you're too, you know, whatever the, the thing is. So go to the mall and you'll see tons of, mediocre looking you know fat bald guys you know walking with uh, girls all you know yeah i don't i don't see what the uh what the issue when, is. when you have when you, when you have right when you have like some depth of um 
connection with people that goes beyond just a like, hey, what's up? Maybe on a on a dating app, what people care about and what they desire and what they value in other people is exactly. It's not just about male model. Like I, I don't even think most women are all that interested in that. No, no. Yeah, exactly. It's just that, like the point is that you know, some people are born with a lot more than you have in the same way some people win the lottery. Like, right. You know, just because you, you don't win the lottery doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're going to live a miserable life or something. You know, there's a, there's a lot of gray area in between the yes. extremely good looking guy and the, you know, the guy with no leg and his eye <laughs> is bulging out of his head. Right. You know, thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, there's a confluence of events right now where we have a very um, divisive and just heated, polarized society where with the internet, everybody's screaming at each other all the time about pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. then there's exactly. Uh, dating apps and, you know, uh, Instagram and everybody presenting themselves in like a face tuned, you know, two dimensional picture that's not necessarily representative of themselves. And then right. there is media running with very loaded stories about about incels and about this group and it, it makes people like i find people online on twitter wherever come at me or at incels or whoever with just mm. horrible you know yeah no it's it can get pretty extreme and, and pretty polarizing and, and yeah the other thing about social media too like you said is that people are putting on their their you know their best you know their absolute best uh face for the world so you'll see um, people going on vacations and they have all their friends surrounding them and they're, you know, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And they, they, they show the, you know, happy, positive side of themselves. Um, and also too, the fact that there's, uh, models on Instagram making hundreds of thousands of dollars every year and YouTubers like traveling the world, right. having sex with women. And so it makes you feel like that, that's what you yeah. need or something. And, you know, and, and, you know, like you don't see much, mediocrity you don't on social media right see much of the average and, no you know, um the one thing that i absolutely disagree with people about and this is you know a lot of people you know anti-incel types of people will say things like you know oh sex doesn't improve your life or oh sex isn't necessary to be happy or anything and i i completely disagree because mm -hmm. you know going from staying inside my house and like doing nothing to you know getting you know, women interested in me over the last year and going on dates and getting female validation and things like that. It's, it does, it makes you feel better. I mean, and not, not just female validation, but validation from anybody. Yeah. Because, you know, humans are social creatures. Right. And they do have sexual needs. So it's kind of a scam to tell incels that like, oh, you should just get a hobby or something. Because, yeah. You know, I, I have, I, I have tons of hobbies. Right. I still need it. You know, it makes me happy when a girl says I'm good looking or that she, you know, wants my dick. Of course. Or it's, yeah. That's just the reality. Yep. You know, and, and, um, I think w the important thing is you build yourself up first and then all the, all the rest will sort of come with it. Like, um, I found that just being present in the world and working on stuff and being productive has, uh, seems like it's made women more interested in me. Yeah. Um, or at least the fact that I'm not chasing women yeah. has made them more interested in me or something. I don't know, but Well you have yeah, you have meaning and you're engaged in that. Of course that makes somebody more attractive than someone who is right. who's not. And right. that's where I think the get a hobby maybe comes from that. People mm -hmm. who are 
thinking if this guy's like really fixated on on this it will never come just like the you know the usual advice of like oh it never comes when you're looking kind of thing so be engaged right. and get focused in something else but of course it's not it's not said with any nuance because i i think the root of that mm. comment is is find some importance in something else in life and and the chips will fall where they should right no yeah i, I definitely agree with that but yeah my disagreement mostly comes down to like just focus on your own life and, you know, who cares about women or who cares about getting laid? It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's the kind of thing where once you're getting laid and once you're getting validation from the opposite sex, like yeah. it doesn't feel important, but right. when you don't have it, you know, you know, so that's, that's the thing. But yeah, definitely like, get, you know, getting out into the world and finding hobbies, like, you know, not, not playing video games or, um, you know, or painting anime dolls or something. Yeah. Like you know, I, I would recommend something where you're, going out and you know where you where you can actually meet people or something mm -hmm. um yeah no yeah, i mean validation the, is, is important validation and you know connections and, and sexual connections and romantic connections it's a huge part of life right. you know if it's absent then people probably should and can be able to overcome that in a graceful way but it's kind of a lot to ask of somebody if they're yeah, yeah. unable to exactly. have that so I'm kind of curious, you still talk with people in the community, like probably people that I talk to, you right. know, I know some people connected us and I don't know how some of them feel about this. What we're saying right now is very blue pilled, right? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. so do you have um, like a conflict on that area or do you just not, not really talk about it with them? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, usually I'll, if I say something like what I just said, they'll just say, you know, cope, bro, cope, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm coping or, um, <laughs> but oftentimes, like I recently had an experience with, uh, with my friend, uh, Soviet Stalin, his name is and, uh -huh. uh, anyway. And he's, you know, claims to be incel, but then once, you know, once it's like two in the morning and it's just you and him, me and him talking, and then, uh, uh we start talking about stuff like this. And most of the time he'll, he'll tell me like, <laughs> like secretly, like I actually agree with you, Jack, you're probably right. I've actually yeah. been approached by women before. It's just my mindset. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's, you know, incels sort of have their public edgy face yeah and black pilled face and then privately they think different things um, yeah i mean yeah. there is some i think that there is some culpability and i do call to society in those cases too that you know we do need to mm -hmm. be more tolerant of people who behave differently and think differently and there's a lot of talk about sort of kindness and compassion for certain things now but not for others and there's right. kind of an imbalance there. So I think that that's something that, you know, everyone can sort of take part in from the people that are in that situation to the people that are outside of it. Like there's, Oh yeah. I, I feel like whenever, you know, people get this way about like political ideologies right now too, and all kinds of stuff. And I feel like whenever there's a group that thinks a certain thing and it's, it's a substantial enough number of people, you have to consider that, okay, maybe they, they have some, grievances that are legitimate here yeah yeah exactly and the other problem though with um with people being so uh, i guess uh, toxic towards each other or whatever you want to say it is that it, like incels do the same exact thing mm -hmm. that i find hypocritical like just as an example all the time in incel uh chat rooms and stuff people will say like you know oh we should uh, burn all trannies and gays or something you know that, that kind of thing that and it's like, I sort of don't understand because it's like, you know, tr like transgender people are basically 
almost in the same position as you of being and feeling like an outsider right and not being able to connect with anybody or you know and having concerns so it about it doesn't make any sense certain like physical immutable characteristics and stuff it's actually very similar in a way uh, yeah exactly um so, you know so everyone on every side is, is not probably not nice enough right exactly <laughs> i just try to befriend the ones that i can and uh you know because i can still relate to most of them, you know, a lot of the time, um, just, you know, just because, you know, I'm doing better now or something doesn't mean that I don't have a past of so many uh, failures and rejections. So it's, yeah. that stuff sticks with you. It doesn't just go away. And how, how have you been able to sort of deal with that stuff now that you're... What do you mean? Like, um, just the... dealing with what, incels? And well, no, about me? <laughs> I mean, sure, that too, but um, more like just dealing with your your traumas that you carry oh, right, around. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Well, um, dealing with my past and I don't know. I mean, you can't really deal with it. It's just, it's kind of just there. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's, it just changes you forever. It's, you know, all the memories of, especially my ex-girlfriend and all the horrible shit that happened there. I mean, that's still heavily on my mind. You know, uh, I don't think about it every day, but it's still like permeates you know, mm. within my brain. So, you know, that's it's hard to erase that. It's you know the only the main thing is that I just try to focus on the future as much as possible and not get stuck too much in the past. And um, I think actually the best way that I deal with it is I just keep busy so that I don't have time to sit and think about it. Basically. Oh yeah. I think that's what most people probably do. Um, when you talk about it, you are able to uh, identify what happened and how mm. it changed you, and so you have this like a cognitive awareness of how your trauma might have affected you. And you seem to have like an understanding about it. You can talk about it pretty easily. Right. So just, yeah, well, I mean, the main thing that has uh, improved the condition of some of that is that especially like the whole story of my ex, that's so far in the past now, it feels like, you know, five years or whatever or something now. Um, I think that it's like, uh, it's just so far away that it, it just feels distant now. Yeah. Like I think that's, you know, that's the time, Heals all Time heals things, all wounds. I and I think also, though, you're telling of that story in kind of multiple places, like you're, you know, you publicly talked about it. And I right. would think that that probably has helped in a way. Yeah, it helped. I mean, you know, part of it was kind of annoying, you know, when I read the comments of people saying, oh, that's that girl, you know, she's so lucky to have gotten away from this horrible man, you know, Ugh, <laughs> even though I, I know both sides of the story and yeah. I, I know I was an asshole. She was also an asshole. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, it's kind of irritating to hear random strangers from Minnesota or what, you know, mm -hmm. about your life. but, but, but yeah, I do think that being public about it and just talking about it is somewhat therapeutic. You could say, um, I think so. It's, you know, it's, it can be useful to, um, to open your mind up to, to, to third parties and just talk about your situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it's, you know, I, for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty healed at this point uh, of all my past uh, traumas, you know, but it's, um, but it, it changes you forever. So yeah. it made me more cynical. It made me more, you know, it's less likely to trust, you know, um, people in the future, less likely to get involved in like a committed relationship. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's but, your, um, your baggage, you know, but uh, everybody exactly. gets that in life. And it's a matter of you don't want right. to be naive to things to where you just trust anyone. When one step beyond that is being kind of jaded. And then that's what, what I think like the black pill does if it does something positive, And I think that it, it can is that right. it lets you, you know, go from seeing the world in a naive way, which is maybe the blue pill or whatever, to mm. seeing it in a a cynical, like a realistic way, see, like seeing the dark things, but being able to to take that and and still see the the positive things in life, I think gives people the most full right. life. You know? Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. I mean, it's um, you know, yeah, being naive is a problem because then people just walk you around and you'll get people walk all over you, yeah, like that. But if you're too jaded, then you'll never open yourself up to good opportunity, meeting new people, and things like that. So you just have to fall somewhere in the middle and. I think the best way to, to do it is just to be realistic, you know, realistically interpret the world, you know, try not to be too cynical or too optimistic about it. Um, and that's, I think that's where you'll have the best results. Yeah. Probably. And like you said, you know, early on, it's the gray areas between the black and white. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you could say something to your past community in this format, um, what, right. what would it um, be sort of final uh, Let me think. Um, I don't know. I mean, all I can really say is that if you're listening to this and you claim to be incel, you're probably a normal-looking, average height, average everything guy, and there's probably nothing wrong with uh, wasting your time. Um, <laughs> and just go, you know, go go on Tinder and you'll probably get some matches, and you know, just stop uh, complaining about something that. It's probably not even a real problem for you, <laughs> basically. Um, I think the best way to say it is that you're probably a LARPer, which I don't know if you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, a live-action um, role player. Yeah, that's probably what you are. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, But then, of, of course, you'll probably go and write a comment about how I'm a Excel, uh, yeah. you know, traitor yeah. rat or something, so that's, that's fine. But yeah. Yeah, honestly, really, that's I mean that in a positive way. Like, There's probably nothing wrong with you. And even if there is something a little bit wrong with you, there's women that are into all types of guys from what I've seen. I mean, I really, I think you'll probably be just fine. Yeah. Well, that's great. I and mean, this conversation has been uh, wonderful. And I think we got into some really interesting territory. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah. I listened to uh, a couple of them. I liked the one you did with Sarge. Um, I'm sort of friends with Sarge. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was good. Yeah. I don't like, it was kind of interesting because when people brought you up to me, a lot of the time the response is like, you know, oh, look at this, uh, you know, why, why is a, like a woman, you know, making a podcast about, and you know, you're not a particularly ugly woman or anything <laughs> like that. So people are like, what the fuck? You know, like in a cynical way, you know, yeah. you know you're out to exploit you know, or a woman doing an incel podcast. is kind of a funny thing. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's, the good thing about your podcast is that, for the most part, you just kind of let people speak and you don't challenge them too much. Uh, it seems like you're just trying to get their opinions across, which is useful. So. Yeah, I, I am just trying to do that. I've gotten some pushback, a lot of flack for not challenging them. You know, there's lots of reviews of my podcast from really angry listeners that are like, oh, mm-hmm. this is just letting these men rant and blah, blah, blah. And why don't you challenge them? And 
in my opinion, you know, we are exposed to media right now where it's just people attacking people, you know, like it's immediately in a sort of hostile posture. Whatever your opinion is, I have mine and I'm going to try to shout down your arguments. And I think in real life, that doesn't actually lead to anything. You know, you you don't convince people Mm. of a different viewpoint by shouting down their arguments. People just shut down when you do that. And you know, confrontations don't really yeah, lead to anything. Exactly. <laughs> um, right. Just kind of listening to people is more, more helpful. If right. you're really- I mean, the thing is, most of the people who are going to type anything extreme, like there's, uh, like, you know, those people, you can't really change their mind. Like, no. It's, it's the same exact thing that you said. Like, uh, most people, most normal people that I've talked to about this and that have commented on my stuff or whatever, like, just people who are fair in the middle about it and they don't, they don't seem to get too upset about anything. It's like, and also there's like the types of people who are going to comment on something period are going to be the ones with an extreme point of view. Yes. Because most people who, if they feel in the middle about something, they don't, they're not going to type anything about. So. Right. A lot of people, if they like something, they're not likely to, to type anything, but if they're, you know, mm. in sort of a, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a fury, they will. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Jack. Uh, this has been great. And um, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I gotta make sure my recording went through. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll send that over to you. Okay. Great. I will. We'll stay in touch, and I'll I'll let you know when this goes up too. All right. Cool. Thanks. All right. Have a good night. Bye. The conversation with Jack gives me hope. Hope that there's life after incel. Hope in insight, hope in human resiliency, and hope, too, that there are others like him out there who can see from every angle, fairly, thoroughly, and with a sense of humor. As he explained, you can't just abandon a mentality that you've held true for so long, just like you can't magically erase your past lives or loves or losses. These things are a part of you, and you'll never be whole if you can't embrace them, too. Which is why, I reiterate, there is utility in the black pill. There is utility in ultimately integrating everything, all of you, all the pills, and there is hope for something beyond. Beyond blue or red or black, all mixed up together. For new enlightenment. Thank you for listening. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.